Monday, April 5th, big day. Hope you had a great Easter weekend. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. We got a show for you today, huh? Oh, yeah. Great show today. Can't thank you all enough for choosing to listen to this show. The fact that you allow us to penetrate your ear holes, I am eternally grateful for. If by the end of the show you like it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened, right? Yeah, just piss off. Well, you don't have to do that. Just act like it never happened. Don't tell anybody about it. Let's just move along. Okay. Uh, let's get to the show, shall we? I hope you had a fantastic weekend because today's show is big. Uh, joining us today in roughly two hours, might as well get the uh, cat out of the bag, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah! It is not a Tuesday. It is not the middle of football season. But Aaron Rodgers today will begin his hosting duties for Jeopardy. And he will be joining us in roughly two hours to discuss all things happening in his life. Some pictures have surfaced from him uh, recording Jeopardy. I'm assuming, just like everything else, he's going to absolutely slaughter this. Oh, yeah. Cannot wait to chat with him. Be a friend. Tell a friend about that. Also, some other big things happening in the sports world. Obviously, March Madness concludes tonight with a one shining The national champion will be crowned tonight around midnight. Yes, 9.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Baylor Bears will play against Gonzaga in a national championship that has been so impressively found and fought for. Nobody could have expected to get to this point whenever you're dealing with college kids, when you're dealing with bubbles, when you're dealing with a potential pandemic that can come out of nowhere and... Drop an elbow on everything. There was a game early that got canceled because of COVID, but since then, they've been able to figure out how to get to this point. Congrats to Baylor and Gonzaga. Cannot wait to watch tonight. Gonzaga has a chance to be the only team ever to go completely undefeated while winning a national championship, while being in the middle of a pandemic, while living by protocols that no other basketball team has ever had to live by. Now, did that help them dial it in and focus it in more? Maybe. That's probably a nice contrarian point. But also, they didn't get a chance to celebrate any of this. No. They haven't had a chance to really... You know, embrace the fact that, which, by the way, some people would say that's maybe an advantage. Maybe it's an advantage that they didn't get a chance. You can read your uh, headlines, clippings, and Twitters, but you can't really go out and feel it from anybody because Mm -hmm. the way the world is. So maybe that's been an advantage. But whatever the case, this is massive. Congrats to both of these teams. I was there, obviously, at the Final Four to watch this. At Gumpy, you went to a lot of games here uh, in Indianapolis. That was my first time watching a basketball game in a football stadium. I was in a suite. Big thank you to T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton got a suite. There was uh, a few of us there, a couple uh, uh, people from the training staff staff there it was a uh the banker stopped by the old banker i mean it was a it was a nice collection of old friends i haven't seen in years uh but i got a chance to watch basketball in a football stadium i thought it was pretty nice i I thought it was pretty good in the baylor team man the way they were playing the basketball against that houston squad Hmm. there was not even a point in that game where you thought you know what this is going to be a close game (laughs) 
<laughs> never once. I think early somebody jumped over somebody else and made a, a spectacular play, but that thing was a runaway the entire time. And when you're in the suites, obviously you got uh, TVs and there's food, and it was Ooh. hard to, you know, you, you check in with it, you scream a little, that's good basketball, yeah. and then you turn back. Now that second game, though, okay, when you're talking Man. maybe the greatest college basketball game ever, Gonzaga, maybe the best college basketball team ever, takes on a team that had to do a play-in game, gets all the way to the Final Four with a squad that is, I'd say, gritty, yeah, talented, oh, yeah. bought in. That UCLA squad was awesome to watch, but in the end, maybe the best player in this entire game, I would assume he's got to be the number one overall pick. Uh, I don't know. There's probably somebody from Lithuania maybe mm, that'll true. come out of nowhere that's got it. Suggs with that pull-up half-court Bank, almost swish. I do believe it hit the bottom of the inside of the rim. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure. In overtime, as clock expired, just that magical moment. Like, that is that is the thing that trans said. This will be a part of the story. After tonight, after Gonzaga wins, probably by at least five. I assume yeah. at least five. Mm-hmm. Or whenever they win tonight, by at least five. Maybe it'll go to overtime. Maybe, Maybe true. Overtime. Still win by at least five, even though Gumpy's looking the other way. Mm-hmm. I think that shot is going to be one that lives on forever and i you know i was in the building whenever those games took place also saw miley cyrus wow how was that live you know it was it was it was miley obviously is miley cyrus right come on and montana okay hannah montana she's got the pipes you know she did cover her own cover her own cover her own Mm -hmm. now a lot of people around us in the stadium a lot of like it's ain't hers you know there's a lot of (laughs) sure you know what i mean there were Mm -hmm. some people that say hers it was like well she's making it her own okay please have a little bit of respect and she was she was but it was hard not to just watch the squares the 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 dancing squares Mm -hmm. okay there was uh the audience was in these separated squares that were kind of glow glow up almost and when you were we were in the stadium the game was happening on a court here and they have this big tarp almost or like uh curtains almost that kind of cut off that part but you could still see people were sitting down over in that area so couple guys who were either a part of the buying process alongside ty or whatever i said what's going on over there because they they seem to be pretty dialed in over there while this game was going on they're like oh that's the practice courts that's the warm-up courts i'm like okay so that must be gonzaga ucla fans down there who had to buy tickets for both games Mm -hmm. they're down there watching their kids or whatever and i kind of believe that early you know what i mean and then all of a sudden out nowhere after the first game in between second game where there's an hour and 30 minute wait Yikes. Did not know that's what I was signing up for. <laughs> Had no idea that's what I was signing up for whenever I went there. And uh, the crew was right, right down in front of us or whatever, you know, Charles, Kenny, uh, Mr. Gumble, and uh, Clark Kellogg, I believe, mm-hmm. is there. They had Magic on the – Magic Johnson came on the set Ooh. at one point. They were down there in front of us. So whenever they were talking, mics were loud over the entire stadium. So it was nice to hear what they were saying. Uh, so that was kind of cool. But then they stopped commercial break. Then that thing starts lifting up, you know what Whoa. I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, the, the other – I was wondering, I thought Gonzaga UCLA was potentially going to jog out from under there to come over to the main court. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. You know what I mean? Like, because it was kind of dark at the time. They lift that up. No, no, no. First, I saw those squares all over the ground that were lit up. I'm like, oh, they're square. I don't What's think they're that? playing basketball over there. And then all of a sudden, the stage is showing and everything. I'm like, holy shit, what is that? And then somebody who had been in our suite the entire time, and I think they, they obviously heard uh, what was over there from a different source than I had because mm-hmm. I thought we were all very much understanding that that was a warm-up thing. I was like, what is that? They go, Miley. And I go, <sighs> Miley Cyrus? Me? They're like, Miley's playing. I was like, 
I'm at a Miley Cyrus concert right now. Like, yeah, I'm like, fucking hey, okay. Well, how long? You know, how long is this going on? 40 minutes, they said. I said, Miley Cyrus is about to do a 40 minute set. Oh my God. So I get a chance to see the greatest college basketball team of all time, mm-hmm. Gonzaga. I get to see this Baylor squad that just absolutely ran circles around the University of Houston who had a hell of a run. Hey, hell of a run. Hell of a run. There was just nothing they could do. That Baylor team can really score. And I'm also. Miley Cyrus concert. I mean, what are we doing? This is awesome. So as the anticipation was building, Miley! You know, obviously, (laughs) there's some pumped up. Then she walks out of the tunnel. I don't know if you guys saw the beginning of this thing. Whole place goes uh, dark. They... She goes up on the Jumbotron and she's walking out of the tunnel. And TY's like, She's coming out of the tunnel. You know what I mean? And then obviously, everybody with the Colts is like, uh, you know, starts like, What if she comes out on that motorcycle? Because oh, the Colts come motorcycle on. comes flying out. She just walked the entire thing, though, and then it got going. And it was, it was hard not to watch the two people per concert square. Because there was, you know, you could, I think there were frontline workers. I, I'm not mm-hmm, 100% nice. sure. I, I think they were. So thank you to all of them. But I wonder if they knew what they were signing up for too like for instance i had no idea i was going to be at a Miley cyrus concert when i went to this game i also didn't know there was an hour and a half wait in between the two fucking games i wonder if the concert square goers knew that they were going to be forced to dance you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i wonder if some of them were just like maybe they stand at concerts or whatever not on those squares you had to move i saw one person who did not want to move at all Mm -hmm. that was doing this move right here i think they were like six yards separated from each other so it it was really hard she was crushing and then it was hard not to watch the there was a couple that were just losing their minds all by themselves too because these are big squares Mm -hmm. they weren't allowed to be near each other in squares i don't think i think they had to be separated and the squares were separating this is a football fucking field so it's a lot of room so there was just people all by themselves in the middle losing it then there was the the crowd that was like corner of the square like kind of uh you know like a wallflower Mm -hmm. and i I was like i I can understand how you maybe don't want to dance there but it is fucking miley cyrus miley it was a good time. Had a good time out there. Had a good time out there. Saw the Gonzaga tip off. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I left. Kind of smart. Well, <laughs> so I was in the building when that game was played. Yeah. But I certainly was not there for what had happened. The dramatic. Was. But you sure. still saw the greatest bas- college basketball team I was of all there. time. Yeah. What? Game, game played. Saw the tip off. Yeah. Okay, I was there for that game. As soon as that tip-off happened, though, I said, all right, I saw the greatest college basketball yeah. team of all time play. Fist bumps all around. Mm-hmm. Thanks, T.Y. See you guys later. <laughs> Walk out. Can't exit the stadium one way. Had to turn back around. Oh, no. Had to go out there. Hop on a uh, on a bird scooter. Mm-hmm. Okay. 1.7 miles from stadium to office. In truck. Home. As soon as I sit down, second half starting. Boom. How you doing? Perfect. 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 I got time. to experience that game in person and at home, like the, the millions millions of other people so i feel like really however you want to talk about it, i could talk about it yeah you were there boy i got text message from ty mm. uh he you supposed to see that live <laughs> that's a long day you did see it live though i did <laughs> not the not, not not the whole no not the whole <laughs> thing but little parts of it. Well, I was thinking the same thing, though. Like, after that first game ended, I was like, oh, the next game doesn't tip off for Bro. another hour and a half. Okay, we got some time here. Color me surprised. Yeah. <laughs> when that game ended, I thought they were going to lift that thing up. The boys have been warming up over there. Mm-hmm. Bring them in. Come on over. Here we go. Let's get this thing back going. I'm putting my ba- It wasn't until I got on FanDuel and I saw the game and I saw the time. I was like, there's no way it's that time already, is Hold it? On. And I look, I'm like... Oh, shit. We got okay. 
We got a long time. They had all the power out in all the suites for a long time because I think they wanted the lights off for something. So uh -huh. we had no lights in the suites we were sitting in for a little bit. It was an interesting thing. Kept the energy going. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. saw Gonzaga tip off. Mm -hmm. They're great. Hey, congrats to those boys. Hey, congrats. Good job, Zag. They win by five tonight at Boston Connor. Um, did you go to any of these games? No, I didn't go to any of these games, Pat. Yeah. I said, you know what? College basketball is fun, but hey, I'll just watch it on my TV. So that's what I'm learning here. I was back in, you know, the stadium. There's a pretty good little crowd. Oh, yeah. A lot more cardboard people than actual people. Yeah. Of course. And in the suite we were in, didn't have to be around any cardboard people, which is always good news. I'll tell you what. I'm happy they're opening things up for people. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm pumped for those people. Very happy about it. I don't know if I'm going to be those people much, though. <laughs> mm -hmm. There was a couple people, you know, a couple uh, come up. How you doing, Pat? Fist mm -hmm. bump. Really cool. Then there's a couple people obviously come over. A couple hugs and things like that. Okay. As soon as I get hugged, though, okay, they leave. I'm like, oh, I just got COVID. Well, where, where the hell has that person been? That has, I, I can't be defeated like that. I got to get past that. I got to do that. I'm fist bumping everybody. I feel like an asshole. I, I got to get past that. I, I got to get past. It's going to be tough for me, though. I, I'm, a, I'm not a big, like, hey, go in public person. Like, hey, go and be in a big crowd person to begin with. Don't mind being at events. Hate being feeling like I can't. I'm a pit. I peel. So I, mm -hmm. need, yep. I need exits because the bladder will get me out of there. But, man, out there, it was a lot of interacting with humans again. Was You know, it was awesome. Yeah. But it came with some thoughts where I was like, now wait a minute. Oh, that guy just killed me. But then, oh, holy <laughs> shit. But I got to get past that. I got to get past hey, that. Hey, if you got a comfy couch, it's just as nice as, you know, Bro, the comfy seats. DVRing or winding. Exactly. I mean, listen, the Jumbotron was beautiful. It looked yeah. oil. Okay, it absolutely yeah. was. They had a great shot on it. But immediately upon seeing one guy jump over a guy, I thought, I was like, can we get a, it was like one of the first, can we get a replay on that? No, because they wanted to follow the score, obviously, yeah. because everybody's mm -hmm. at the event. Next thing already. Listen, I love it. I enjoyed the energy. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the yelling. I enjoyed the live betting. <laughs> I, I enjoyed all of it. But there was just some things where I was like, okay, it's going to take me a little bit, I think, to get back into this whole thing, which is natural, I assume. Yeah, and, and it'll be fine once, you know, it's full go and the stadiums are full and everything. So you still got some time. Are you doing any uh, Easter egg hunting yesterday? Oh, uh, I did do an Easter egg. I hope everybody had a great Easter, by the way. Mm -hmm. Of course. Oh, yeah. How's your Easter, Ty? You remember it? Uh, oh, I'll tell you what. The, the first half of my Easter Sunday was great. I got a little banged up. I don't really remember the second half. Oh, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was a good, it was good showing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you had a good showing. Ty, uh, Connor, I believe Zito, and a few others hit uh, uh, Brian, hit the uh, golf course. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you guys went over to Nick's house. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gumpy was at my place for the early Easter. Uh, a little bit later in the evening, Nick lives down the street from me. I uh, decided to head over to the boys over there, having a nice little cookout. Mm -hmm. I got in there. Ty had quite, quite a healthy whiskey yeah. coke, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you, I think you probably had, had already had a few. Yeah, of those. I already had a few. And you know, when you're taking sips of it and like shivering all over your whole body, it's like, okay, well, this might be a little bit too strong. And then the the, <laughs> the device that that you brought with you, that I mean, I. I sent me to a different planet Nuclear and i missile. did i i don't really yeah. remember leaving nick's house i got home went right to bed i feel great this morning oh yeah big shout out to caitlin yeah big shout out to big caitlin. shout out to yeah. caitlin big mm -hmm. uh, what a night though it was great it was I'm, time. I'm happy you all enjoyed easter yeah i had a um, i had an easter egg hunt in my house Ooh. yeah my wife so i think she's just practicing you know right now like getting ready sure of course 
for uh, a child mm -hmm. whenever Doobie decides to come. Uh -huh. Whenever Doobie McAfee, which by the way, I did present that name to you know, uh, Vinatieri and a couple others. <laughs> Vinny does have children, by the way, that mm -hmm. are in schools and everything like that. Yeah. And I told him, because uh, he, 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 the last he had heard it was Midas. Okay. It was going to be Midas Maximus McAfee. It was going to be, mm, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> okay, Midas was going to come through. You know, Midas, the breaking oil place, kind of, you know, affected the potential name of Midas, which was obviously everything Midas touched turned to gold. It was like the Midas touch. Like, I, I a Midas is a dope name. You yeah. Know? Like, Midas is a dope name. But Sam's not all the way in on it. Vinny was still at the point where he thought that was definitely what my kid name was going to be. So he comes over. He goes, hey, are we thinking Midas maybe? What are we thinking? Are you, are you thinking about getting back in there, maybe trying to get a Midas or whatever? And I was like, even better. Hold on. <laughs> Think about this. Doobie. <laughs> And he looked at me. He was like, that kid's going to get laughed at. I Whoa. was like, yeah, yeah. Come on, Vinny. Yeah, I hope so. Vinny, I hope, yeah, I hope he's a funny guy. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Think about him walking in somewhere and introducing himself as Doobie McAfee. And they're going to be like, what? Your, your, your parents smoke? Oh, your parents, Pat, your dad, your mom, your mom and dad are dope heads. And I was like, <laughs> well. yeah, if that is the natural, if that is the natural progression, what an ice opener for, yeah. uh, or an icebreaker for old Doobie McAfee. Maybe the easiest conversations of all time immediately following that. I mean, Doobie Doo is gonna, you know, he's gonna be lighting up rooms wherever. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's the first. People aren't gonna be making fun of him. They're no. gonna say, "No." What what Do Doobie's gonna say is, "You Doobie don't do what you just did." Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Talking about make, Doobie Doo. Wow, this guy is all there on the top of his head. Very quick witted, yeah. funny. Like you said, he's always gonna have an icebreaker. Always, always. My name's Doobie. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not sure Sam is all in or if she's just in, just like the you know because every other name that I've offered up. Doctor, yeah. sure. That was a good one. Doctor McAfee is still such a good one. Kid has to accomplish nothing. Will yep. still get great reservations, of course. <laughs> everything like that because he is a doctor. They're they're expecting some. You know, it's this kid. That name got shot down. Uh, there's been numerous others. Apollo, I think I wanted at one. Atlas point. one. Atlas was yeah. another one. Yeah, just something grand, you know. Mm -hmm. Of course, Doobie is potentially what we're falling at right now. She is not canceled immediately, but the Easter egg hunt was awesome. She she she. Now, my family, we did not do this, okay? Easter, we celebrated. We understood what was going on. We ate. We did brunch. We used to go down to that place. Jay, you remember that place um, down 380 there? Yeah, I don't remember what it was called, but it was great. Oh, dude, they had this brunch. It was maybe the greatest brunch of all time. It, it, I, I don't remember the name of it, but it was the greatest brunch of all time, and it was like an Easter thing we used to do, okay? Yeah. So we celebrated. We didn't get into the bunny shit, though. Of course. The McAfee family did not get into the bunny shit, mm -hmm. I, and maybe whenever we were very young, <laughs> we don't do the fucking, you know, the boy, the garbage <laughs> shit. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Had, had not done that. So when Sam gets it, Sam starts telling me these stories about, you know, the Easter bunny used to come by her house, and he, he would even forget his tail. And then wow. they, would, they would ship, like, his tail back to uh, wherever the hell... He's from Easter the, the Easter eggs and the basket yeah. and everything. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Then now I've gotten to experience it. It's a great time. The Easter egg hunt, I'll tell you what, you don't really get a chance to do scavenger hunts in real life anymore while you're incredibly high. That's what Easter is. Oh, yeah? I'm all around my house digging through flowers and yeah. looking at these things. She had an egg that was the size of this baseball bat. <laughs> it was hiding. Damn. It was hiding behind like a tree. 
There's two hoodies and a in a and slippers inside of it. Wow, five yeah. pounder. It was Easter was Christmas all of a sudden. I didn't know the son of a bitch was born. I, I thought he just walked out of here. <laughs> it was an awesome day yesterday. I loved Easter. I had a good time. Yeah, Easter egg hunts are fun, you know. But if you're a family who lives near a golf course and you know people are out there <laughs> golfing, and you got a backyard that's right next to a tee box, hey, look. Let's just try and wait and see when to have the Easter egg hunt. Because, you know, we were teeing off at one point yesterday. (laughs) These kids wouldn't shut up in Ty's backswing. And I'll tell you what, it affected all of us. Did you guys start telling them where the eggs were? Did you start giving away? It's right there. I mean, the backyard was like a 10 by 12. It was like, hey, kids, open your eyes. You know, they're right in front of you. There's one tree in there. Look around it. That's the only place they can be. Yeah. And by the way, we're trying to hack some balls here. Exactly. I see one right there, right there, right there, right there. Let's go. Like, I mean, you know. <laughs> Goddamn eggs. Yeah. This is serious. It is fascinating, the people that live on a golf course. Now, I'm not saying Easter egg hunt. I think you guys take a – now that I've done a few Easter egg hunts, I think I previously would have been in your boat. Yeah. Easter egg hunts, good it's a, time. It's a great time. It's good yeah, time. no, it's a great time. No, right? no, no. But you got a front yard. yard. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, but you know, it's it's only happened once a year. True, yeah. absolutely. It's only happened once a year. Uh-huh. We'll have a mindset for the golfers in the backyard. Exactly. A little what I'm bit, please. There was there was one golf course, um, and it felt like the homeowner was not. You know, it felt like he was potentially on the outs with the golf course. Okay. You know, and I feel like it's like a homeowners association when you move in there, yeah. and there's a lot of rules. And this might have been a legacy thing, like his parents left him the house or whatever. DJ stand front porch, Ooh. well, his back porch, I guess, because that's where right outside of a green, just oh, right outside man. of a green. And by the way, headphones on, not listening to what the golfers are saying. He's there strictly to fuck with whatever's going on there. Locked in. Awesome. I enjoyed it so much. The, the amount of yuppies that were just so frustrated coming off of this green going to the next one, I was having an absolute blast out there. But there's some people who live on those golf courses, you know, because they say it's fun, you know, live on a golf course. Yeah, I don't. That's what they say. I would never in a million fucking years live on a golf course. I don't know why. You, it's pressure. Oh, you yeah. can't make any noise. Oh, man. You're expected to make no noise. You're going to get hit. You're going to get well, hit with something, and you have no privacy at all. You got Connor, who's mad about you doing an Easter egg hunt, roaming in your backyard at any given moment. You Con- do not want to live out there. Connor damn near killed some guy's Yaw. dog yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, it was bad. it was tough. I was behind a few trees. I said, you know what? I, I, I should probably punch this out, but I'm going to try and hit this son of a bitch right over. Trees, seventy percent air. Seventy percent air. I hit this ball so hard right off this tree trunk, and it was screaming for this dude's dog. And him and this, and you know, it went into a bush. Thank God, because it stopped it before it either broke a window or you know punctured this guy's dog. Uh, but he went in there. He was like, you know what? This happens all the time. Don't even worry about it. He pulled out like eight different balls and th- kept throwing them at me. Yeah. I was like, hey, dude, I don't even want my ball. I'm just here to say sorry and to keep well, going. Which one's yours, kid? Uh, he actually pulled one out. He's like, oh, this one's too dirty. No way it's yours. Still threw it to me, though. Yeah. He's like, you can't really use this one, but here you go. It's like, all right, thanks, man. He's sorry trying to get rid of them, too. The dog yeah. tries to eat them, probably. Exactly. So he's trying to get rid of those as well. Small dog, too. I mean, I was yeah. very nervous when that thing came off Ankle the club. Biter. It was screaming. <laughs> it was moving <laughs> when that thing came off the club you just hit the tree square oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. right in the center and it ricocheted <laughs> yeah. directly sideways 90 miles per hour oh, yeah. into the bush like I, scream right when he hit it like luckily this guy was tending to his bushes or something because if he would have been paying attention I, i'm guessing his attitude would have been a little bit different yeah, he would have been rip shit but yeah. hey, everything was everything was kosher happy easter you know we exchanged pleasantries and we kept him <laughs> all moving. right we have to get to a break i'm happy everybody had a great weekend we hope you listening had a great weekend hope you enjoyed your easter your whatever you had oh, yeah. whatever you did 
I learned a little something. Oh yeah, really? Let me tell you. So when Jesus came back, you uh -huh. see, mm -hmm. okay, he moves the boulder. Yep. Of course. Comes out of the cave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because there was ladies, I guess, that were going to go tend to him before the burial, because the burial was supposed to happen Friday night, but Sabbath happens whenever the sun goes down Friday night, not allowed to work on the Sabbath, Friday to Saturday. People, Orthodox Jewish uh, folks still operate by that right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he dies Friday. Didn't have time to clean him up and bury him by the time sun goes down, Sabbath starts. So they put him in the cave, block him in there. They do the block just in case he comes back because he said he was going to come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is what I've been told by a couple people that are reading directly from Biblis. Okay. Okay. What it, on their phones though, so who knows who, who edited true, the Biblis. True, true. Yeah. He comes out, all right, didn't mm -hmm. do it on Saturday because rest day. Sunday, he comes out. Okay, they go up, they realize he's not there. 39 days he stayed around Rolling after around. that i would assume it was much easier to sell the stories he was preaching pre hanging oh, post yeah. yeah coming out so those 39 days is that when he hammered all his shit home you think and then that's when the biblia was written and then the ascension day happens on a thursday he's up and at him see you later we're out of here that's probably another day where they're like what was he saying we need to write down some more stuff mm -hmm. was the bible created in those 39 days and whatever hours it was to see a see jesus go sent up there and go oh fuck maybe he's right yeah he went on tour the bible was basically the greatest hits recorded from the live album <laughs> okay i thought so like pimping a home run walking yeah. around like hey i told I'm back. you i told you goes to this village goes to that village hops on the back of that while he's walking i wonder if people aren't like hey he could bring you back to life couldn't he just kind of Kind of hover you over there. Well, that's when he was like, uh, "You guys hungry? Here's some bread. Here's some fish." And then just boom, the entire village gets to eat for the next, you know, three months. Now, yeah. fascinating part of this: Last Supper happens before the boulder thing even happens. Correct. Yeah. Before the crucifixion. Yeah. So who scheduled that? Was he not 100% sure? Judas. Huh? I think Judas had the knife in the back. No, oh, yeah, uh, Judas definitely was the one who outed him. Uh -huh. Judas who made the reservations? Oh, yeah. yeah, for the Last Supper, because if it was Jesus, he didn't fully believe he was coming back, right? True. Oh, true. Holy shit. shit. Could have been John the Baptist. Hey, just want to have you over? Peter, yeah. Peter, probably? Yeah, we're going to grill and do some burgers, some dogs, that Come kind on. of stuff. He's like, what? What are you calling it? Oh, it's going to be called the Last Supper. It's, no, no, I'm coming back. Yeah, 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 but if yeah, you don't. Sure. Just in case. <laughs> Got it. We got to dig into that a little bit more, but 39 days, I guess, after him. I'm back. Mm-hmm. He was doing his thing. Easter be Crip walk all over. Oh, dude. Nazareth. Easter B, by the way. Huh? How about that? Didn't think about that till yesterday. Yeah. Oh. There's a reason Cal McNair down in Houston's like, give me the guy that's named after Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> give me Easter. By God. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now was last year's NFL MVP. He was given 37 seconds to talk about it, and we are thankful for the shout out. This man is currently entrenched in a job with one of the most legendary game shows slash shows of all time. For the next two weeks, you can see him hosting Jeopardy, a former celebrity Jeopardy champion, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers. How you doing, Bob? Oh, I've missed you guys. <laughs> We've missed you too, man. Where are you? Are you out in the woods somewhere right now? Where are you? Yeah, I'm in a log cabin out here. 
Just laying low, bro. <laughs> have you been doing this since the end of the season? How how did the Jeopardy thing come? Uh, how'd you film it? How'd it go? And is that your first time you were kind of back in cell service? Yeah, pretty much. I uh, I did some quarantine during the off season, uh, early parts. Uh, the missus was filming up in Montreal, so I was uh, you know Quebec has some uh, some strict quarantine rules. So I was in quarantine for. Uh, a few weeks and then went out to LA and filmed uh, the two weeks of Jeopardy had a blast and then back for some more quarantine and now you know the off season feels like it's just beginning now okay good well congratulations uh on everything happening let's talk about the jeopardy job i got a chance to listen to you with kenny main uh who by the way big fan i think we're both pretty big fans of that guy uh you said you took it very serious you watched film you took notes okay what did you pick up because by the way did you watch the other hosts as well what they were doing potentially that you would want to do differently how did the whole film study go i haven't watched uh, an episode since since okay. Alex, okay. Um, I didn't really want to be influenced at all by the other guest hosts, smart, uh, and and how they did things. Um, I just I kind of I kind of want to do things uh, my way, which my way meant uh, a total respect and almost mimicking the beauty that Alex brought to the show. You know, I think there's a lot of things you learn when you start studying uh, what the host actually does. You know, uh, much like you guys learn in radio, and and anybody who does. Uh, any type of uh, live or taped show, there's just things you have to learn how to do, whether it's throwing at the break or come out of break or the bumpers or, you know, conversations that you have to have and what cameras you need to look at. And just the flow of a show, you know, is, is something that, that you learn how to, how to do. For me, it was taking a lot of notes and figuring out, you know, exactly what Alex did and wanting to, to do him justice, his memory justice, by being as prepared as possible when I got on the show. And then just infuse a little dry humor and uh, sarcasm from time to time when necessary, when appropriate. And uh, I mean, it was so much fun being on the set. They really uh, set up the thing for for the host to be successful. You know, Mike Richards of Beauty and the Geek fame. Uh, if you remember that show, he was the host of that show. He's the executive producer of Jeopardy, and he was a blast to work with. He was the voice in my ear, and as I've had. You know, your boy uh, McCarthy and that Pittsburghese in my ear for so long. Don! <laughs> and Matt LaFleur for the last couple of years. Uh, it was nice having, uh, you know, maybe a little uh, quieter, more steady voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, had, uh, we had a lot of fun. Everybody associated with the show was so sweet and positive. I mean, there's so many lifers in that show. Mike Richards is only going to show, I think this is his second year, but I'm talking about the hair and makeup uh, ladies who've been on the show over 25 years, both of them. Um, the stylist been on the show for like 31 years, I think. Uh, the head writer 30 plus years. Uh, you know, Lisa, one of the head producers, uh, you know, close to that time as well. So just to be able to hear like the stories about Alex from those folks during breaks and lulls in the day was really, really fun, and I enjoyed that. It was a challenge to do the show, for sure. I mean, there was a, uh, a lot of things that even watching and studying, it was really, you just had to kind of figure out in the moment. Um, luckily, it's taped, so there's opportunities for pickups. If you screw up for pronunciation of, you know, some, like, ancient Greek word or some, you know, some uh, did, did Native you have American any of those? word, possibly, or ancient, you know, literature or operatic 
clue, you get to redo it at the end, which is which is nice. And and did you have you know, any of those? Did you have any of those? Because sometimes they would read an answer. They would read an answer. Like Trebek would read an answer, and I'm like, his reading. He has got to <laughs> yeah. be one of the best readers of all time. Because this is you know this is trying to stump the smartest people on earth. This is the nerd Super Bowl that's happening here. So the words and the things and the inferences is just it, Alex Trebek was so smooth with it all. I assume you just absolutely killed it, though, by the way. I can't wait to watch. Look, even the great Alex Trebek would have a couple pickups every show. Okay, wow. That's oh. just the way. And he was, a, he's, he was a perfectionist as well. And, you know, even the greatest reading or throw to break, sometimes you, you want to do it differently. So we had, you know, we had our fair share of pickups for sure. Some, you know, were ones that I'd like to do better. A lot of them were, you know, Mike or somebody else in the crew would say, hey, let's redo. Let's pick up this one or pick up this clue or pick up that clue. Um, as the shows went on, there were less and less, thankfully, which was nice. I felt like I was improving, but it was, uh, it really was an honor. Like, I think it's the best way to put it. Like, it was, it, it's a dream job of mine for sure, but just such an honor to be back on the show. Um, never thought I'd be in this capacity, you know, hated that, uh, you know, Alex is passing last December, but along with doing the show in these two weeks i've been finishing up his autobiography which he began writing as a uh, when when the diagnosis came down and it's a phenomenal read so it's just given me even more insight behind who the man was and his story from rags to riches really growing up in small town quebec to you know being one of the most recognizable per- people in not just the country but the world you know jeopardy is syndicated in so many different countries I think you quarantining in Quebec, by the way, while leading up to do Alex Trebek while reading, I think that is a beautiful thing, really tying it all together. Do you get to, do you, by the way, rest in peace to Alex Trebek. Thank you, Alex. Thank Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Obviously, rest in peace. Um, Do you get to pick the categories or the categories more Aaron Rodgers focused, did you notice, or do you have any say in any of that? No, there's no say in it at all. It's, it's, okay, good. it's all predetermined categories. You know, there were times in the writers' meeting in the morning where I'd say to Billy or one of the other writers, say, hey, you got an easier clue to read? I knew there was no chance of doing that. It was more like, uh, you know, just to, to cry for help there. But, but they did a great job. You know, they really helped with uh, you know, some initial, like, commas and punctuation marks to try and give you an idea of when the best time would be to you know, either slow the rhythm down or uh, make sure you remember that there's run-on sentences or whatever it might be. So, you know, it was it was set up for me to do well, and I appreciated the guidance from not just Mike Richards, but from, you know, all the people that worked on the show. Hey, you don't have to tell us exactly who, but any terrible interactions in that interview segment? Is any? Did you have any good pops, any good stories come out in the interview segment? That was always when Trebek got a chance <laughs> to. Oh, nerds. Okay. <laughs> just moved on. You know what I mean? Like Alex Trebek's smoothness in that whole, the potentially awkward interview process that's forced in there from people that necessarily don't love telling a story. Did you have any good interactions in there that were going to go like, okay, okay, way to go in the interview process there's a couple great ones you know i i did one throw to uh ode to celebrity jeopardy that i thought was pretty good nice so there's gonna be some there's gonna be some good ones you know i tried to there were some suggested questions that they wanted you to ask um in the fun facts that they would give you. I tried to pick ones that actually highlighted non-nerdy things because so many times watching the show, you, you go, 
some of the fun facts, it's like, okay, that's the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I want to. So if somebody had something on their fun facts that involved some sort of athletic endeavor or something, that's what I wanted to focus on. I want to give these guys a shout out. You know, like they've been nerds their entire life. Let's let them know. Hey, if they're training for a marathon, let's highlight that. If they're a black belt in judo. Let's highlight that. Ooh, okay. Hey, this nerd here could beat the hell out of you too, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Just in case you're wondering. That's good news. I like how you do that. Um, have you thought about football much this offseason while you're in quarantining, while you're doing Jeopardy and studying for Jeopardy? Have you looked back on the past season? Obviously, MVP run. I'm not sure there's a lot of times you can say, you know, if I if I threw the ball better. Like, there isn't a lot of that. But have you looked – have you done a lot of any of the recapping or overall – mental feeling on going into next season or anything like that yet? Uh, not really. I mean, I feel like that's what some of the exit stuff is all about. And once you get away, it's important to get away. You know, I think it's important to just clear your mind and, and move on and um, you just clear the clutter and, and the grind uh, and just kind of reset. For me, it's a great time to uh, to reset my body, to heal up, and, and to relax, and start to get into the, you know, into the off-season training for the next year. But it's been, it's been a quiet period mentally, and I've I've enjoyed that. I haven't been on, you know, a lot of uh, social media, TV. It's just been, um, you know, a more relaxing period for me. Well, I want to let you know what you're doing with the uh, North Valley Community Fund, I believe. I believe is the thing. Very cool what you're doing for your home area there. Have you, you said you've stayed off of social media. You haven't even heard. Have you heard it? Hey, listen, a lot of people got ideas about your contract, me included, boys as well. <laughs> yep. Have you heard any of this? Have you heard any of the conversation about what's going on with contracts? Your contract is a topic of conversation in a lot of places because you're Aaron fucking Rodgers. Have you heard a lot of this? And what are your kind of thoughts on, you know, the speculation of your future at this point and where we're at right now on April 5th, 2021? Well, look, I mean, I, I, I'm not insulated completely from all those conversations. I think part of Part of it is you have to have some understanding of what's going on out there. You know, I think that we're exactly where we were uh, last year when I made comments after the draft and, and throughout the season. You know, I, I don't feel like any of that's changed. Uh, even my comments directly after the last game, there was some, and we talked about it on this show. Yeah. Uh, some, you know, some people who thought, you know, who made assumptions uh, based on what I said. Um, nothing's really changed. You know, my, my, my future... Uh, is is really a lot of it's out of my control. Uh, um, you know that's why I mentioned you know using words like uh, phrase like beautiful mystery like because it is uh, it is quite uh, uncertain uh, which directions that things are going to go. Um, all I can do is play my best, and I feel like last year I did do that and and may have thrown a wrench into some timelines that may have been thought about or desired, but ultimately, <laughs> um, ultimately, you know things haven't really changed on that front. I meant what I said last year, you know, about really being at peace with the whole thing. And that hasn't changed. Uh, I feel good about the way I played. I feel good about the way I led. I, you know, I loved, you know, our interactions and everything that this show provided for me last year. And um, I think people got a raw look at, uh, you know, honest conversation about the future. And, and someone who's not bitter or, or, you know, disappointed or frustrated about things that they realize they can't control and my future is one of them and i'm kind of surrendered to what's going to happen and and just confident and, and 
and what I bring to the table and and how I played last year and everything else is, is kind of for speculation and I'm sure there'll be plenty of it. I think you said um, the 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 draft and what happened and everything like that. It almost gave you like a uh, a relook, a reimagine at how you view everything because it's not what happens; it's how you react to it. And I think you said you came to peace, like okay, this is very much out of my control, and it almost set you in a a maybe a new direction mentally. I I don't want to be speaking for you in this whole thing, but now that the conversation is back in the same place where it was after the draft. Basically, like there's a chance that the Green Bay Packers just a few years from now are not going to have Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback after you had said you would want to be a Green Bay Packer for the rest of your career. And you say you're not bitter at all. That's interesting to me because I don't know how you do it because I would if I'm Aaron Rodgers and you're this is that mental path that you want on is something that I don't think I could ever do because I'm just a stubborn prick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that, but like that, the, the, the ability to get to peace there is what I don't think a lot of people could do. And I think that is why it's so befuddling to people. They're like, no, that can't be real. That can't be how he actually feels. But every time I've talked to you uh, live and, and it feels like you're very much at peace with like, hey, whatever happens, happens here. Well, and, and I've said this before, you know, the draft was actually not the moment of change. The change was before that. The perspective adjustments and the course corrections with my own life, uh, personal life, headspace, um, those happened before that. And the draft was just an opportunity for those to play out in real time, where I had an opportunity to respond uh, using the tools that I've tried to cultivate and the, and the habits that I, that I was trying to form and adjust in real time. And so I got a great opportunity to to show where I was at mentally and to grow and to, I think, to just be myself. In this new, hopefully improved version, content, at peace, not bitter, not a victim mentality. And I think that's that was what gave me the opportunity. So I'm thankful for that moment. Um, at the same time, just like you know, um, I've just always kind of spoken the truth and been honest about my opinions about where things are at and and understanding that with that pick that that did take you know my future uh, to a sense out of, out of my control and I came to peace with that but I think look for you personally and watching you you made a decision that was in your best interest right you you know you basically retired from football I know you had some injuries and stuff but you took a leap of faith, right? And you did it with confidence. Um, and Ignorance. you obviously surround yourself with great people, but it's one that's paid off, right? Yeah, you, made a, you made a, a, a risky to, to many people, but to you it made sense. For me, that's how I approach things mentally. You know, I, I wanted to make changes and to step into a different, uh, a different headspace. You know, one that I thought would be a lot more huh. positive and healthy for me moving forward. And so that's why when things happened, there wasn't things happening to me. It was things happening around me. I wasn't a victim of circumstances. I wasn't a victim of things happening to me. I was just a part of a process of events unfolding. But at the same time, it doesn't mean I, I can't be honest about how I thought those events would affect my future in Green Bay. And I said what I said last year, and, I, and it's still a reality, and, and that really hasn't changed. Have you had a chance to chat with Mr. Murphy at all? Because his clip last week of saying like, because Rob Domofsky, um, mm -hmm. shout out Rob, by the way, he's watching right now, shout out Rob, can't come on the show, ESPN obviously, but <laughs> I've never met you either, but shout out Rob Domofsky. He asked the question to 
Murphy about the contract, you know, and Mark Murphy was so quick, like, yeah, I, I'm not, I can't talk about that, okay? And he was like, good try though, Rob. As if that was like a gotcha question, which I don't think Rob thought that was a gotcha question. I think a lot of us thought that was something that was gonna potentially happen. Hey, now I know business people handle business people and you do your thing, but has there been any business conversations by you and your people or has that been something that you kind of stay out of? Yeah, did you have a, a, a Bob Demosky quota to hit there? Is that why you had to say his name? <laughs> no, just it's a good name to say if you got a Pittsburgh guy. You know what I mean, yeah. Bob Demosky. I mean, it's just it's a good name. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a good Demar. You know, shout out yeah, Bob Demosky. I, I got to have a conversation with Bob a few days ago, uh, mostly about Jeopardy, which was great. That was a fun one, and I've worked with Bob for a long time. Look, you know, I think this is a time of year where there's not a lot going on. And, oh, you're you know, telling me want, want stories. You know, I think you look at the last couple uh, last couple of years, you know, a couple of years ago it was big story was, you know, not weren't going to be able to get along. And, and there was, you know, the conjecture about everything that has to do with, uh, you know, where he was as a coach, where I was as a player and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just a lot of, you know, mumbo jumbo in the end. I didn't really do anything. Last year, you know, obviously after the draft, a lot of conversation about, things you know and, and that's just the way kind of the cycle goes there's always going to be conjecture about certain things this is a slow time you know other than tonight with you know my jeopardy and and the national championship you know it's, there's kind of a s slow time for sports you know so um, still you know still going on the playoffs yet baseball's just be getting going but let's be honest like the long season and you might watch the beginning, but maybe not a whole lot to the end um, of the playoffs. So there's not a lot going on. So this is this is one of the topics that people want to talk about. Obviously, there was talk about sure about uh, you know my contract and redoing it uh, to get under a salary cap. You know, those conversations that I'm, I'm sure are, are you know ongoing or talked about from time to time. I don't have any updates that you know from my side. So there's really not a not Story there. You know what though? The thing about it was, you and Lafleur did hate each other. Didn't oh, you? Yeah. oh yeah! Oh my God! So, I, remember, yeah. I remember that. Oh, oh, yeah. oh man, you Brilliant. guys! Oh, dude, Aaron didn't hire him, so Aaron hates yeah. him. Yeah. That was the entire conversation <laughs> at that point. It's nice to know though that just like everything else, basically in your life, it's been blown completely out mm -hmm. of proportion. Ty, what do you got? Aaron, uh, glad you're enjoying the off season. Hey, boy, Good Aaron. to have you boy, back Aaron. on hey, chat hey, with hey. you. Curious. Uh, how long are you going to grow the hair out? We thought you might cut it for Jeopardy, but I love the long lettuce. How, how long are you going to let that thing eat? By the way, I'd like the mustache next to you. I'm surprised you don't have one. Oh, oh, Ty was so drunk yesterday, he forgot to shave it in this <laughs> yeah, morning. That fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Good to, be, good to be back with you. I've been growing my hair out for about a year now, I'd say. Uh, no, about 10 months. I think I'm going to just keep on rolling with it. As long as I got my hairline, I feel like it's time to, to do a little bit of a throwback and to 2007 and just kind of maybe change the narrative around my hair that time around. I didn't, you know, in my defense until 2008, the man bun wasn't as widely accept, as accepted as it is today. I agree. Uh, just a straight pony as well wasn't maybe as accepted as it can be today. So I think there's more types of uh, hairstyles that you can you can use as a as a gentleman with long hair at this point and i'm gonna i'm gonna look into all those different types i want to let you know aaron as you were talking there chase smith 
a former host of our show who passed away this weekend. His shirt was hung in the rafters, but as announced at the beginning of the show, it was not securely up there, and no, it no, fell no. in the middle of that. Uh, sorry that I have it. Rest in peace, Chase. Rest in peace. Still in the rafters. Yeah. It is not made to be hung anything in there, but still in the rafters. Um, the hair, though, was there a thought potentially, Jeopardy, for you to cut it? Did, did anybody say, hey, may we cut in the hair? Was, there, was that conversation? Because I'll tell you, whenever I was going to have to go to court after the public intoxication, a lot of talk about me potentially cutting hair didn't do it i would assume for you potential same thing with jeopardy you know being jeopardy and all that i yeah i thought about it i also thought about shaving to a mustache um to to honor alex but i just my hair wasn't long enough that i couldn't do something with it you know i felt like we had a nice little comb over going okay uh, that didn't look uh, too distracting and i just decided to go with kind of my usual you know a little bit of some stubble going and and not the neck beard. Uh, sorry, Andrew Luck, but I Shut decided up. to clean that up a little bit. But uh, there was there was conversation. I think there might have been some people that wanted me to, to shave to the skin. Um, I don't do that a whole lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if that was a prereq to get the full-time gig, no problem with it at all. No problem at all. Um, and, oh, know, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just campaign potentially for the full-time gig right there? You loved doing it, didn't you? You enjoyed the hell out of your time doing Jeopardy? I did. I loved Be sure. Hold on. You lost service in the middle of the woods, wherever the hell you are, whether it's in Canada, here, or America, <laughs> uh, on a film. You, you, you would love to do Jeopardy more, you say? I would love to be the host of Jeopardy, yes. Oh, man, I hope you get it, dude. I, give it to him. Give, the guy wants it. Come He's on. Good at everything. He'll shave his face. Come yeah. on. Good for you, dude. I appreciate you, man. I hope you enjoy the hell out of your off season up there. Tell, uh, tell the missus congrats on whatever she's shooting up there. Tell her uh, bon chance in whatever she's doing up there Ooh. in Quebec. Hey, let me just tell you, she's a big fan of yourself and the show. Let's go. She All wanted right. to do a little. She wanted to do a little. Uh, background uh you know say hello but she's just she's waving over at you right now aaron aaron, aaron we gotta have shailene woodley on the show yeah <laughs> like you know how we'll say guest aaron Rodgers, and yeah it will always say like friend of the show yeah. She doesn't know if the show's big enough yet for her to be on. I understand. Oh, I understand. Fair. I completely fair. Very fair. Yeah. Very fair. Very fair. Very fair assessment. Okay, maybe one day. Hey, we appreciate you, man. Enjoy your offseason. Uh, incredibly proud of you, bub. Thanks, buddy. Miss you guys. Love hey, you guys. Hey, miss you. Love you, man. Love Aaron Rodgers. People go through many changes as we get older. Isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30, and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30, in the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. <laughs> 
I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm-hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, zinc, magnesium, maca, and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com slash USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Breaking news here on this Monday, April 5th, 2021. A move that we had sensed coming for the past couple weeks. The New York Jets, who won their way out of being the number one overall pick. When they won, their fans mourned. They said, we lost out on Trevor Lawrence. We lost out on this once-in-a-generation quarterback out of Clemson. How can we not even lose good, said Jets fans. They follow the number two overall pick. Sam Darnold, Joe Flacco, and the boys continue to go throughout the entire season, stinking and losing and moving and moving. Then this offseason, as Bob Salah gets hired to the New York Jets under Joe Douglas's guidance as general manager, we all wondered what they were going to do with that number two overall pick. What are they going to do with the future of the franchise? It became very obvious as the San Francisco 49ers traded up to three. They couldn't get to number two. At number two, it was very apparent the Jets had their eyes on Zach Wilson being the second overall pick, a new quarterback for the Jets. That meant one thing and one thing alone. What was 23-year-old quarterback who was once thought of as the next prospect, the next face of New York, the next face of an entire organization, Sam Darnold going to do in this situation? He was potentially held captive by a coaching staff that was inept potentially surrounded by no good talent. Did this guy get a fair shake? What are they going to do? They have traded Sam Darnold. Everybody thought the leverage was potentially on the Jets' side long before they basically told the entire world they were going to draft Zach Wilson. Once the NFL found out they were drafting Zach Wilson, all of a sudden you're not giving up as much to Joe Douglas in a trade situation because, hey, Joe, your hands are kind of tied here, pal. We know what you got to do. You know what you got to do. Sam Darnold has now been traded to the Carolina Panthers for a sixth-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and a second-round pick in the future. So, although they didn't get a number one pick from anybody, they did get a cluster of picks, including a 2022 pick, which could rely heavily on Zach Wilson's um, play next year Mm -hmm. on where that second-round pick will be early or will it be late. The Carolina Panthers, who after the season came out and said both the owner and the coach 
coach that at the quarterback position you want to have somebody dynamic you want somebody that's going to do a lot of things they were asked about Teddy they were kind of like yeah he's our quarterback currently they were allegedly in for Deshaun Watson they were allegedly in for Russell Wilson they were allegedly in on all quarterback conversations here they are now Sam Darnold's coming in Teddy Bridgewater's there as well are they going to compete is this Darnold's team what did Matt Rule and the Panthers see in Sam Darnold who knows we have no idea Ian Rappaport also reported that the Panthers were the best and sole suitor for quarterback quarterback Sam Darnold with New York Jets wrapping their head around their QB of the future a deal to Carolina made sense so Carolina who allegedly was in on the quarterback hunt for a lot of quarterbacks in the past it's real they were looking for a quarterback sixth fourth and the second overall pick is a lot of draft capital does this mean that Darnold's going to start I don't think any of us know but he's got a fresh start down in Carolina maybe behind Teddy Bridgewater maybe starting in Teddy Bridgewater backing him up and all of a sudden Zach Wilson all eyes are on a brand new Jets team how will that thing be run now that Adam Gase is out of town and if he is starting in Carolina you know that Gase excuse can't really happen because you know Joe Brady is a offensive guru so if it's going to work it's going to work in his offense yeah a lot of people said that Sam Darnold loved turning the ball over yeah and was that because he felt like they had no chance to win unless he just made ridiculous plays there's always that potential, you know, concept of conversation to happen by the quarterback gurus. Well, he felt like he didn't have anybody else. He's just throwing it around. We've had other friends that have watched the film on Darnold on defense side of the ball go, yeah, the guy stinks. Yeah. There's a couple of misreads. There's a couple of misthrows. There's this. There's that that doesn't get noticed. But there's a couple of throws that Darnold makes where you go, damn, that guy's unbelievable. He's still very young. Maybe Joe Brady will be able to turn him around down there in Carolina. Maybe he and Teddy Bridgewater, by the way, you know, maybe it's a t- maybe it's a tag team yeah. situation. Yeah, two-headed monster. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. That really does speak volumes to what they think of Teddy Bridgewater, though, right? I mean, we've heard it all along, but it was all like they were going to get Russell Wilson or they were going to get Deshaun Watson, who like definitely would like. This doesn't necessarily seem like it's like a. I mean, I don't think of Sam Darnold as head and shoulders better than Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I mean, Carolina Panthers team. Everybody talked all year about how Matt Rule's getting it right. Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. He, he got paid a lot of money at a position that not a lot of people are getting paid a lot of money at, and that's because he was a game changer. When Cam Newton got hurt and it was out, Christian McCaffrey took that team over and became the guy. He gets paid. He gets hurt last year. So now the Carolina Panthers are being judged by, okay, brand new head coach, COVID season, and they don't have top 10, top five player in the NFL mm-hmm. in the backfield because they are hurt or whatever. So... They think they're very close. I think a lot of people think the Carolina Panthers are much closer than anybody thought they were going to be one year removed from a new head coach. Also, new ownership, everything they got going on there. Maybe Darn will come in and is the absolute perfect fit. The Carolina Panthers Twitter account (laughs) has tweeted an incredible graphic out of New York indefinitely. For Sam Darnold, then it transforms into him. Panther, Jersey. Sam Darnold saw a ghost one time. Now he has a chance to potentially see him in Carolina on a full-time basis. Good for Sam Darnold. Happy I like it. Fresh start for Sam Darnold. There you go. I don't know what this means about Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know what it means about Matt Rule. I don't know what it means about anybody. But I think it's good for the Jets, and I think it's good for Sam Darnold. Get a chance to maybe, you know, like a peacock spread those feathers a little bit. There it is. Unless Teddy Bridgewater says, nah. Ooh. You're actually just going to go ahead and sit right back down here. My team still. We'll see how it turns out. Congrats, Sam. This weekend, I went to the Final Four. 
Oh, yeah. At the Final Four, uh, T.Y. Hilton was actually the man that purchased the suite that we stayed at inside of Lucas Oil Stadium. I asked him if they gave him a deal. He said, no, nah, I had to buy this online. So it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like that old thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we appreciate him doing so. Got a chance to catch up with some old friends from the Indianapolis Colts. Jimmy from the Colts was not there. Oh, man. Yeah, Jimmy from the Colts was not there. But it was nice to catch up with a lot of people. Got a chance to chat with T.Y. Asked T.Y. while talking to T.Y. if I was allowed to repeat anything he says to me. He says to me, you're always going with me, man. Don't you worry about it. I was like, okay. So I have on good authority that T.Y. Hilton and Carson Wentz had their first throw session together on Saturday here in the Indianapolis area. I also have it on good authority that T.Y. Hilton is fucking pumped up about how it went. Wow. Okay, so this is something where T.Y., I think if he would have hated the session, would have told me and would have said, like, we're going to continue to work it out, though, so Mm -hmm. let's figure this out. He came just hours after that workout and said... It was awesome. He said he's got a massive arm. He was thrown at the spots. He said he felt good. They already felt like they were in, you know, a lot of good chemistry and in routine. He said the conversation during the thing was awesome. Hey, you can say this. I can say this. They're coming to get it is becoming. He said he's been very excited. He said, now, obviously, when T.Y. came in, it was alongside Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton almost had their own plays on certain plays, and everybody else was doing different things. Andrew could extend the play, throw the ball. T.Y. was coming out of nowhere as if they were uh, telepathically telling each other where to go. He would make a massive play. It happened one time. We're all like, that's awesome. And then it just continued to happen and happen and happen and happen. Now, granted, it helps when Reggie Wayne is on the other Mm -hmm. side and there's a lot of other things happening. But it felt like when I was talking to T.Y., this was the most excited I've ever talked to T.Y. since Andrew and he had the relationship that they had. I think with COVID, I I think he he loved Philip Rivers. I think him and Phil. But I think with COVID, there was really there wasn't a chance to really build up anything. And I think the Carson Wentz T.Y. relationship is going to be very good. He said he's got a big arm. That's what he said. He said he got a big arm. And T.Y. was very excited for that because T.Y. obviously is a ghost. And the reason why he's called a ghost is because he gets behind defenses and nobody has a clue how he's there. (laughs) So uh, Carson, T.Y., Great start to a relationship, sources have told me. Oh, and Wentz must be through the roof because he's never played with a guy like T.Y. There was that one year where he was throwing to third-string quarterbacks who they were putting out at wide receiver. Well, and, uh, and also, I would assume Carson had a little bit of nerves going into this throw with T.Y. For sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. I would assume there was a little bit of potential anxiety or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wonder at what point. The, Carson probably viewed this like it was a game, by the way. Yeah. Like, I would assume, like, hey, this is a big deal. Uh, I've been told they're working on some things. They won't tell me what it is. But I feel like that is going to be a good relationship, which is good news for Carson. Good news for Eagles fans who always wish the best for Carson. That's mm-hmm. right. Hey, feels like Carson's coming back better than ever yeah. from what I've been told. Uh-oh. So don't be, don't be deleting tweets about you saying get Carson Indy as soon as you see it. And it's mm-hmm. like, you only need the light when it's burning low. Only miss a home when you hit the road. And only know you love her when you let her go. Hey, guess what, Philly? And you let her go. Yeah. Don't be, don't be deleting tweets when that happens. Now, for me, I might have to. Well, yeah. I guess the things I was saying there earlier about, you know, potentially you other guys options. already cleared that or, Yeah, we cleared that you up. Guys, yeah, yeah. That is yeah, long and buried. But, man, I was, I was, like, looking at T.Y. while he was talking. I was like, hey, hey, huh? He was like, hey. 
He was like, really awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Because I think T.Y. didn't know what was going to happen. I think Carson probably didn't know what was going to happen. Who knows if they work out similarly to how that throwing session is going to go. But, yeah, they made it happen. Oh, yeah. That's good news for everybody. Well, and after he came in here and said, like, hey, I'm pissed about last year and how everything ended up. And yeah. he's a whole motivated new dude. It's hard yeah. not to think, like, once he's going to go off. And he's got an offensive line. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the throws whenever you're just on air – there's potential throws that are going to look like at an actual games for Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. which I don't think happened in Philadelphia much. No, no. no. Hey, do you block him for him? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, I mean, I can do it, but I, I can't do See, it for Carson. The guy they had doing it, rugby player, actually had never done that before. Yeah, <laughs> that was his first time. And, and they were like, hey, you can do it. Look, Boston Stooge with a mustache can do it. You can do it. <laughs> like, yeah, no problem. We'll get a $100 million guy back here, but fuck yeah. it. You can block him. You can use your hands, by the way. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you don't have to grab him either. That loses 10 yards every time. And when you do that, we kind of get desperate with our plays, which kind of puts you exposed because there's going to be a longer time with the ball, and he's going to kill Carson. So yeah. if you could stop doing everything that you're doing, I, I think now I didn't watch enough Eagles games to really know if what we just said was accurate or not. Oh, he was. But it felt like he was under duress last mm-hmm. year. Oh, yeah. This offensive line here in Indianapolis will take care of his ass. And I think Frank Reich will put him in an offense where he can maybe get the ball out. And T.Y. saying, when that ball's coming out, it's coming out good. Whew, I'm pumped about it. Doesn't hurt having Jonathan Taylor lining up behind oh, him, too. Just, and Naheem Hines is uh-huh. back there. Marlon Mack's back there. <laughs> Just need to get one more guy on need the outside. Uh-huh. One more weapon. One time. Man, I completely forgot to ask T.Y. about Pittman. Mm-hmm. That's on me. Because, you know, Pittman last year had 148 yards. <laughs> He had a touchdown. Yeah. Had flashes of just absolute brilliance. Mm-hmm. One whole touchdown. But he did. Well, he was also out a little bit. I think he was hurt. But he told he told TMZ that Carson Wentz ain't getting my number, so fucking uh, scrap. <laughs> you got to think, if they're not going after a wide receiver, Ballard's got his eye on somebody that he knows. In the draft? Yeah. Or maybe he Pittman, because there was some moments last year where oh, yeah. Pittman coming off injury, there were some magical moments. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ballard's like, the number changed, Carson won it anyways, go back to his high school number 20. Yep. Now he's two because, you know, the, that's the only number he's allowed to be or whatever. But that whole thing was very fascinating to me. Yeah. Let's go to Igor or Igor in Dallas. Either way, great name. What do you want to talk about? Hey, Pat. Uh, Pat and the boys. I just wanted to know, with you having already paint on, who's the next white whale that you want on the show? So my ideas is Mr. Give Out $100 Bills, Jim Irsay. Okay. Mr. Do You Know What He's Cooking, The Rock. Oh. Or our commissioner, Mr. Roger Goodell. Oh. Okay. Is it Igor or Igor? Igor. Nice. Igor. Shout, okay. out. Thank you. Shout out to you, Igor. I mean, Mitt, you could have you helped me out with that one, I think. A little think. bit. He had a good weekend, though. He was working oh, hard yeah. this morning making graphics. So, True. He tried his best. You could have helped me out a little bit, though, Mitt. You could have been in my brain there while you are putting that in there. He only blacked out one time this weekend. Well, wow. Well, yeah. at this point, though, whenever those things start to, you know, they're almost like, um, you know, when you catch fire in a game mm-hmm. and the points just start to duplicate. Yep. Yeah. I think that's kind of where he's at with those. They just kind of like just start multituding. They mm-hmm. get a little bit bigger and bigger. Here we go thing. again. I don't know what I, you're... Hey, I, 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 I was just going to say, listen, I can't say <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was pretty I, banged I, up yeah. yesterday. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you had to do what you had to do. I did. Yeah. Let's go to Isaac in Michigan. What's going on, Isaac? Hey, Pat. Um, not too much. It's pretty awesome to talk with you guys. Well, it's great to have you on here. And I did not answer Igor's question. Uh, whoever comes on is a I'm pumped for. Yeah, yeah. But I will say in about 20 minutes, uh, we have a guy who I haven't talked to in a while. I assume we'll have a good conversation. Mm-hmm. That should be a lot of fun. But Jim would be dope. Hey, Commissioner Goodell would be awesome. Yeah. You know, how about, a, how about a president or two? Yeah. You know, give me, I mean, just the amount oh, of. Rock. 
Yeah, maybe the Roth True. in 2032. Dewey, we get Dewey mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, anybody is cool. anybody that comes on, I appreciate. But uh, Elon Musk, I think, is the one where um, I'd be like the night before, like I cannot fucking believe. <laughs> uh, what do you want to talk about, Isaac? So uh, those uh, sesamoid bone uh, surgeries are are quite a quite a thing. I actually um, ended up having five because I fractured my uh, sesamoid and uh, my my. Uh, Doctor messed up the first one after talking to the Baltimore Ravens foot doctor, and uh, oh, yeah, those things can be a bit of a bitch. Okay, Isaac, we appreciate that. The Raven sesamoid expert is giving out faulty info, yeah. says Isaac in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So Isaac in Michigan's doctor called the Ravens team doctor and said, hey, what am I doing with these feet? And that guy gave out faulty information, allegedly via Isaac in Michigan. I would assume um, that there is a chance that any surgery could go wrong. I mean, I, I had a teammate who uh, was supposed to get his Achilles fixed, and it was like, I think 13 surgeries later or something Jeez. like that. Like, like there's a chance that things happen during surgery. That's why it's always, you know, a bit scary to go under. And and I remember, I think I've told this before, but uh, Bill Pullian was giving an interview about Peyton. And he, in the article we were reading, you know, it said uh, Peyton had minor neck surgery. And it was like, is, is there any <laughs> such thing? Exist. Is there a minor <laughs> neck? Like, I don't know. Any surgery has a chance to be, you know, it's not always. I mean, the doctors and surgeons are so talented these days. But any surgery could potentially warrant a follow-up or anything like that. I think that's why Patrick Mahomes being in the walking boot as opposed to the non-weight-bearing stage yeah. means that they think something connected and did well. You would mm-hmm. assume that means he's on his way back. Did not happen for Isaac, though. He's no. had five of them, sir. His sesamoids have been dissected oh. now five different times at this point. That's that's almost half a dozen. Yeah. L.A. Chargers doctor doing Isaac surgery over there. Well... Sometimes when you get a, a golf tee in there, uh-huh. you know what I mean? It's hard to look around. You got sesamoids in your ribs, too? Or is... That might have been what he was looking for. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Jeff in Idaho. What's going on, Jeff? <laughs> hey, uh, what up, Pat and the boys? Oh, uh, you were muted there for a second. I was about to say, Jeff, what the fuck's going on? Is it the potatoes? Okay, what is going on no, over there? I am delivering that DoorDash. So. Oh, we, right. we appreciate you. Hey, Jeff, we all very much understand that you might show up without a drink or without a side or with the food completely wrong. And we know that's just potentially a part of the game. But I want to let you know, you make a lot of people very, very happy, even if the order is wrong. So I appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you. Thank you, boys. And, hey, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, quick question, though. Hey, quick question, though. How come the drink never shows up? Is that, Ever. Is that because you guys are keeping it in the car? No, absolutely not. At least for me, I double-check it and all. But I will say this. There are some times where restaurants just give you the stuff, and if you're not paying attention, for instance, like uh, let's say Taco Bell. Taco Bell doesn't say a drink. It says combo, but you got to kind of pay attention that there is a drink hidden in there. So you may just up and leave because it says, oh, yeah, you got your taco meal. Well, forgot to. Get uh, the drink there, but hey, by the way, that's going to happen in the game, the DoorDash yeah. game. They, nope. it, 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 you just kind of accept it. Like, hey, here's the deal: you're going to get food delivered to your house in the most convenient, easy way possible that you never fucking thought would just be delivered right to your door. And by the way, don't even have to talk to them; they'll just drop it off nope. right there. Nope. You open it up. Holy shit! How'd that restaurant get here? Here it is. But there's a chance it's going to be completely wrong, ruin your night. You're still going to be hungry. You just waited. That's just part of the game, baby. That's just how it works out. We appreciate the hell out of you jeff this guy sounds top tier yeah jeff we need you over here in yeah. india if you get a chance what do you want to talk about 
Hey, so uh, I originally called in to talk about the March Madness, how it's going to come down to the championship game on your bracket-busting thing here for the Pat McAfee Show. Oh, um, wow. But I actually thought of a question that when you guys were talking about Tyrod Taylor and the golf piece, what is going to happen if Tyrod Taylor starts out the year with Houston going 3-0 and or 3-1, and and then Deshaun Watson decides, hey, I want to come back and play? Isn't that another shitty luck for Tyrod Taylor again to start out great and have it ripped away from you? It seems like that would be a trend in which Tyrod Taylor's career has certainly led thus far for that to happen. Now, if they start out hot and then Deshaun Watson comes back with everything off the field, I'd assume at this point being handled, and I guess also his relationship with the ownership being handled, feels like there's a lot down there to unpack. Off the field... If anything happened, we hope justice is served. If and I guess the Houston Police Department is now investigating something because a complaint was filed through mm-hmm. them. So I think we're going to learn more, I think, here over the next couple weeks, maybe. Uh, but that whole situation off the field, I think, has to get handled before anything else gets handled or before anybody else has any conversation. About yeah, it, it seems like it's safe to say that he is not like on the trade market anymore, even. And he might be on the commissioner's exemption list, actually, oh, yeah. oh, to start mm-hmm. out the season. Like the, the Texans might, if this isn't settled, because these are grotesque allegations yeah, not just one or two it is a lot of them now if if it gets found out to be true once again hope justice is served as swiftly and as heavily as possible if not i would also like that we will cover it everybody will cover it hopefully in the same exact light as it is now but i assume he's going to end up on the commissioner's exemption list at some point if, if i had to guess that's just kind of how these situations exist and then tyrod taylor would be the quarterback the texans would not have to pay the the, the deshaun watson contract would not be uh, against the salary cap and then they'll figure that out and then if deshaun watson off the field stuff was to all get handled and then somehow he, Cal McNair, Jack Easterby get along and then he comes back after Tyrod Taylor goes four, five, and one or whatever, that would absolutely suck for Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. That would absolutely if he suck. goes four, five, and one with that Texans team, put Tyrod Taylor in, in the, the Hall of Fame, fame. immediately. Yep. <laughs> Let's go to Justin in South Kakalaka. What's going on, Justin? Uh, not much, brother. What's going on, Pat and the boys? Hey, just hanging out. I, I heard you listen. I heard you <laughs> dial it up there. I heard you realize you were on. Let's go ahead and bring the juice. I appreciate that. What do you want to talk about? Uh, the Eagles. What the fuck are they doing? They're going after <laughs> – it's always talk about Russell Wilson. No talk about, you know, offensive line, maybe a couple fucking receivers. You know, I know – Oh. I know Ty knows about the, you know, the weapons issue. With the draft and everything, but goddamn, we're sucking, yes, man. All right, Justin, I apologize. You're going through that. I mean, who knows what any team's doing at this point, man? You know, I mean, the Indianapolis Colts still have seven thousand million dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who knows what anybody's doing? You, and I understand you probably don't trust the process over there in Philadelphia. Here in Indianapolis, I have a little bit more trust in what's going on, especially if what I'm hearing about Carson's real. Mm-hmm. But I still think there's some money that could be spent some places, even though there's not a lot of people left out there. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Let's go to. Nick in Indianapolis. What's going on, Nick? Oh, He's back Nick. there. Nick, Nick, pick up the phone, Nick. Nick. I'm, I'm not calling in, Mitt. I'm right here. All right, well, Nick's gone. Let's go to Jacob in Rhode Island. We hope Nick's all right, by the way. And not this Nick, obviously, isn't he? just came back from Florida. He's a little fucked up. But mm-hmm. we hope Nick in Indianapolis is okay. Mm-hmm. Jake, Jacob, what do you want to talk about? Jacob. Is this us? What's going on? Jacob. Jacob. Oh. Jacob. Okay. What do you want to talk about, Jacob? 
uh, Robert Kraft is talking about Bill Belichick in the news. And uh, if he goes 7-10 and 10 for the next couple of years, do you think he's on the hot seat? couple years, two years, you think maybe he'll just retire? I don't know. I don't know if hot seat is ever something Bill Belichick will be on. But maybe if they – which, by the way, I don't think they're going to do bad this year or next year or even the year after that or however long Bill Belichick delays getting onto that boat of his out there, however many rings he, he calls it. I think they're going to do well. I don't think Bill Belichick is ever going to be on a hot seat. Though. Well, and with this offseason, like if they don't do well next year, I don't see – why they wouldn't try and just remake the whole entire thing next year. Robert Kraft, oh, yeah, one more year. Yeah, because they go... I mean, you did a lot of good for us. Exactly. Yeah. Bill's like, hey, you're going to push me out right now. You're not going to give me one more go? <laughs> one more? All right, one more to fuck it. I mean... <laughs> Lifetime contract. Let him, let him go until he doesn't want to, and then, hey, when he is done... Pass the reins on to his boy. Will you guys have money again next year? Uh, I don't think we're in the top echelon of it, but I do think we'll have a few dollars. To yeah, but these around. voidable years. Exactly. None of it matters. No. Mm-hmm. None of it's real. No. Can ask Aaron about that. His it, thoughts on the fake contracts that are out there. Taysom Hill just signed for 160 million all voidable years. His contract. It seems like if every team wanted to, they could clear 60 million dollars yeah. of cap space by tomorrow. Isn't that? I mean, how though? It makes no sense. Yeah, but how how come everybody isn't doing it? Yeah. That's what I want to know. That's the question. Because there's certain guys on every team that you assume are going to be around for the next three, four years at least. Mm-hmm. Like, there has to be some of the – now, granted, if injury comes, it kind of kills you, I guess. On the backside, you can potentially do that. But that, I don't know how every team isn't just kicking shit down the road, which is what everybody's doing right now. Not what you're supposed to do in business or in life. Just move responsibilities down the way. I'll start tomorrow. We'll pay tomorrow. But it feels like in the NFL, you can manipulate the I'll do that shit down the road yeah. to make yourself much better right now and then keep doing that moving forward as long as everybody's getting money especially when it seems like it's all it's an almost certainty that they know where the salary cap's going to be at you know it, like it's not like oh it could go down again it's like hey in three to five years this thing is going to be at 250 million yeah it's going to be a quarter billion dollars every team yeah yeah so that why is not so much money especially when you can convert salaries to roster bonuses right and then okay now you're saving money from that eight billion dollars in salaries <laughs> The box bar brought the entire team back. No one thought they could do it. Yeah, Tom Brady was like, yeah, yeah. I'll sign. Do whatever you got to do here where you negotiate. Yeah, go bring everybody back. Except for Antonio Brown, who they've allegedly put out offers for, but they're not close on money. Will that get closer as the season comes closer? I'd assume. I'd assume mm-hmm. that'll happen, yeah. but I don't know how they did it. Mike Greenberg down there is their salary cap enthusiast. Oh, yeah. I forget his name. He had a, he had a boring name. I forget what it was. We we wanted it to be salary cap guru. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had something much different. It was oh, like yeah. director of director something. of player personnel or something, something like that. that. Just put salary, it. just put salary cap blueprint uh, blueprint guru. Oh. That's what he is. Director of football administration. Oh. That's Ooh. such a boring name. Yeah, work in a school if you want something like that. Yeah, you're doing something much cooler, pal. You're changing how everybody deals with their business in the NFL right now. Yeah, Andy Reid and Veach started it, mm-hmm. of course. Then Greenberg Light. BA kind of took it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll do it with it. Fuck, we'll do it with everybody. <laughs> Going for two. Hey, listen, if if we're not trying to win this year, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Spend it if you got it. That's what we're doing, right? We're trying to win. But I guess you got to have the culture built first for it. You got Tom Brady, you automatically got a culture. Yeah. Not everybody has that. Sounds like Carson Wentz potentially all the way back. Oh. Hey, Chris, maybe uh, I'm not saying, Chris, you do whatever you got to do. Bro. He knows. I hope we win a Super Bowl. That'd be dope if we had a Super Bowl parade here in Indianapolis. <laughs> That'd be a good time. Yeah. Uh-huh.
we interrupt this conversation to let you know that the national championship is set to be an exciting matchup between Baylor and Gonzaga and FanDuel and Amazon Original Movies are teaming up to make sure you have a chance to get in on the action for free. All you have to do is draft your best five-player lineup and stay under the salary cap, then follow along as the game unfolds to see how you stack up against the competition. Head to FanDuel.com or download the FanDuel Fantasy app and enter the free single-game national championship contest presented by Amazon Original Movies. And check out Without Remorse, starring Michael B. Jordan, on Amazon Prime Video April 30th. Eligibility restrictions apply. Big shot to Aaron for coming on. So nice. There's a lot of things going on the internet from the conversation. Obviously, him saying he would love to be the host of Jeopardy, which I think we would all love for Aaron Rod. We have not seen a single episode. He's going to crush it the next two weeks. By the way, he probably feels as if he did pretty good the next two weeks if he's like, (laughs) I would like to do this full time. He's not going to say that if he thought it was not. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If we go through the process of things that are said by people, Roger Goodell, full stadiums, okay, do you know the amount of humans that had to tell him that that was available? For this one, the amount of people that probably had to be like, hey, hey, by the way, something for you to fucking think about. Yeah. Man. Cannot wait for the next two weeks. Congrats to Aaron for that. Woo. Thanks for coming on and chat with us about it. Also, his contract with nothing really has changed since last mm-hmm. year. It's a conversation piece, obviously. He has no update from his side. Okay, here we go. Big thanks to Aaron. I have no idea where he was. Service was not fantastic. Aaron's still handsome, even in the uh, the kind of... Uh, pixelation. Yeah, chopped yeah. and screwed pixelation uh-huh. in the call. Uh, there's a guy playing baseball right now in the MLB that listen we we like to think around here that in the MLB the only thing that's fascinating is the bullshit that happens around the sport okay mm-hmm. obviously you go back to the days whenever they were just eating every single steroid oh. and hitting every single baseball as far as they could hit it that was the topic of conversation then as things continued to roll on the story of the Houston Astros where one from they were banging on garbage cans to wearing exoskeletons where they were getting shocked and they mm-hmm. won a, uh, an entire world World Series, which the, the commissioner called it a piece of metal. I mean, yeah. it's just all this shit around baseball has always seemed to be the story for the casual fan like myself. Not the inside baseball people, but the casual fan. Rob Manford gets up, says something dumb. That generates a much bigger conversation outside of baseball than something that happens inside of baseball. That's a shame for baseball, but baseball's got to figure that the fuck out. Mm, yep. Now, with that being said, I think how you figure that out is Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's a motherfucker in baseball right now that is awesome. There's a guy playing baseball right now for the Angels. Yes. He is from Japan, a city that Boston Connor looked up earlier named... Osho, Japan. Okay. Not 100% sure if we pronounce that right or if that's accurate. He looked that up five hours ago. There's no way his dumbass brain remembered it. 100% correct, but he's from Japan. He's come over. He plays in the MLB. I remember last year or a year before that, there was a conversation about this guy. Here's a pitcher that can really pitch, but he can also really hit. Mm -hmm. And I always wondered from outside of baseball, how come these pitchers can't hit? It feels like the pitcher should have an advantage because you know what the ball's doing more. Well, I guess the amount of work it takes to be a good batter and the amount of work it takes to be a good pitcher would kind of uh, kind of fuck you over both ways. You can't be great at everything. Mm-hmm. So usually to be great at pitching, you have to focus fully on pitching, your body, your energy, your time, your effort. And then to be good at hitting, I guess it's the same thing, especially with the amount that pitching would call. There's a fucking guy now. There's a guy. Yeah. yeah. Throwing 100. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fastest pitch of the MLB season thus far. Yeah, I threw 100 and uh, I think it was 100.6 documented or something like that. 
What's that? His he he yeah. Yesterday the one he threw was like 102. It was like a, uh, they say 101.3 on the gun, but he was getting he was touching 102. Okay, and then his home run, the exit velocity off of the bat that he hit like 7,000 feet or whatever, 115.2 miles an hour. I guess both of those are the highest in the MLB right now. Mm-hmm. So the biggest, the fastest swing of the bat and hit on a ball, one dude. Fastest pitch, same dude. Shohei. Oh, Tawny. Yeah. This guy is baseball. He's hitting baseballs, which people will get popular doing, and he's pitching baseballs, which people get popular doing. He's doing both of those at the highest level. This guy's going to be baseball for a long time. CC Sabathia, who has been there, done that with everything in baseball, says, this is the best baseball player I've ever seen in my entire life. He said that on the R2-C2 podcast presented by The Ringer. This is the, and there's other baseball players saying this guy's the best fucking player of all time. He got taken out at the plate on an overthrow or something like that in the game. And as soon as he goes out, I guess he can't hit any longer. So the next pitcher allegedly goes into the back lineup where he is they need to figure it out they should have a Shohei Otani rule the nights where he pitches once he gets pulled he should still be able to hit the yep. rest of the evening I guess they can have designated hitters but once he gets subbed out he can't be a designated hitter he acts as a DH on days where he's not pitching which people say is going to catch up to him because he's going to get tired and he's not going to be able to do what he's going to do what if he is what if we have the greatest baseball player of all time right in front of our eyes good for baseball good for the show and fucking good for show Hey, Otani. I think talent-wise, he. De- I mean, there are. You know, you're looking at the amount of guys who can throw at 100 plus and hit. You know, an 800 foot homer in the same game. But uh, he's had elbow issues already oh. from pitching. So I think the idea is that if if they continue to kind of burn it at both ends here, like he's he's going to be done sooner than uh, he should just play the field. I mean, because he he is good, but like, you know, I mean. Batting, he's unbelievable. If he's he, can, he should be a DH. He should, yeah, he should just DH. Okay. I don't think he's that great of an outfielder. He can play outfield, I think, or like first base. But if they want to lengthen his career, I think that he he should just hit. But also, hold on though. Let's not let's not get past the really cool thing he's doing right now. Let the big baseball whacking guy from Japan also throw absolute mud a couple more games at least maybe a year Mm -hmm. but at some point you're saying there's going to have to be a natural transition there's no way he hangs on to doing both of these or is he potentially just an absolute freak out there on the diamond he is but like i said i mean he he missed a very very good portion of a season uh, a few years ago at like I mean, anytime you start having elbow stuff like that this early in your career, and you throw as hard as he does, like it, they're gonna have to choose one or the other at some what point. A stud, though. But I think they should. Like, yeah, hey, you got a big game coming up. He hasn't in a while. Fucking put Otani on the bump. Get him out yeah. on the bump. They, they, they haven't seen much film on him. Probably get him on the bump for big games. They're throwing caution to the wind too. Like last year and years past, they've kind of like took it easy. Joe Madden, the coach for the Angels this year, said. Fuck it. He's playing. He's pitching. Listen, all if he the blows time. his arm out, he'll still be able to hit home runs, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, still got him in the lineup. Let's fucking take it easy here, pal. That's that's because he play, he's DH, acting DH that's in the games I'm, when he's not pitching, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> so he just chills for the, the days that he's off, goes in there, takes monster hacks, and then goes and sits back down. I would assume his BP is not as long as everybody else's. I would assume that they are, he's on a pitch count almost, on a hit count as well. But this dude, that guy, that guy could change baseball. Oh, yeah, special talent. Special. He's fast as hell, too. Yeah. Like, they said he's the fastest runner on the Angels as well. What a guy. Can you move him to a closer? Yes, exactly. Just move him closer. One inning. Yeah, but then he can't hit, right? 
Oh, yes. I don't know. How Can you works. be a DH the first eight innings and then yeah, be a closer? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they could put him in at closer. But then yeah, same, same hey, deal. Hey, I mean. by the way, get the Sandman Yes. <laughs> he was DH all night, but to close this thing out uh-huh. with three homers already. <laughs> could you imagine? That would be insane. Incredible. The jog from, I guess, the dugout because he's already playing DH mm-hmm. to the closing thing. Would, yeah. it, would they walk him out to the outfield They'd so he can to, oh, yeah. might, might have to get the bullpen cart going again was, for him, yeah. drive him out. Out, drive him in. <laughs> Take him to closer. Let's go. Let's shut this thing down. To end his night of festivities. Mm-hmm. He's hey. going to throw it 105 nine times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> right down the middle. Welcome to the Hotani. The, sh- Ho- the Shotani. Ho- Shohei. Shohei. Shohei Otani show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking awesome, dude. Could you imagine? That would be an that awesome would be night. Sweet. So you're telling me this guy that just went three for five hitting, three dongs, mm-hmm. now he's coming out to close this thing out here? Yeah. That would be, it would be all Otani all the time. Oh, right? yeah. Because closers come every game, right? Uh, I mean, typically uh, a close, like a, a save situation would be like two or fewer runs. So, I mean, like blowouts he wouldn't pitch. But, yeah, I mean, so games on Ma- the line. Mariano Rivera warmed up every game? Yeah. They always just stay loose out there. Like, they're always... The closers yeah, do? Just yeah, just always. Just Anybody in the bullpen. Like, i seen guys when I was in Seattle watching. This guy warmed up for six innings, came in and pitched to one batter. Isn't that interesting, though? Because they'll shoot over to the bullpen, and they'll be like, oh, they're warming up or whatever. It's like, man, yeah, that might not be for anything. I'm yeah, like, could be. That might just be the thrower there. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I need more of Otani. I agree. Uh-huh. Let's get to Brady in New York. What's going on, Brady? We did baseball talk there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. right. I do. Fucking sports show, dude. Yeah. What do you want to talk about, Brady? Oh, Brady fucking stinks. Brady. <laughs> Yo, my bad, pal. Oh, there he is, Brady. Brady, you don't stink. I'm sorry. What do you want to talk about, Brady? <laughs> Yo, sir, my dogs are barking, man, and I, I heard you. It's in my feet. Kill me. Yo, stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, but anyways, man, I want to give a big shout out to you and the boys, Pat. I work over and I had a gas station all night by myself, man. You guys keep me sane for a couple hours out of the night, man. You got a, you got glass shield in front of you. <laughs> yeah, you know, man. And I gotta and I gotta wear a mask all night on top of it. Oh, so I'm just saying, glass shield. Yeah. Normally, when you walk into a gas station, you see one of those, you're like, okay, okay, potential shit about to pop off. Yeah, here. appreciate your service every night, pal. Doing Lord's work. Hey, man, I appreciate your guys' Easter. service for keeping Happy me sane, man. Easter. Easter, Happy Easter, dude. What do you want to talk about, brother? <laughs> Yo, so I'm a big upstate New York Giants fan, man, and I want to see if maybe the Giants will trade down with that 11th route with that uh. 11th overall pick, maybe give him to the Patriots, Boston Connor. And uh, we can get a few second round pick, maybe, you know, suit up that O line that sucks major, you know. And uh, we can start using those weapons that we just signed this offseason, man. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Brady. Uh, good conversation. Uh, the Giants, I'm not sure what the Giants are going to do. They're making plays, though. Yeah. The Giants see a weakness in the NFC East. I appreciate the fact that they're going all in. John Mara came out last week and said he's sick of losing and having to explain why. So he's like, yeah, we're investing because I'm sick of losing and having to explain why. That is something that I would assume owners have to do at every meeting they go to. Jimmy from the Colts walks in. Oh, yeah, the Colts. Oh, I saw the yeah, loss yeah. in the playoffs. Right? Yeah, I had a good yeah. run, brother. Why Think about though? those teams that stink, though, like the Giants. <laughs> John, uh, John, not this This isn't the year? Huh? Yeah, well, you see... He had a stooge and another one, and then fucking Eli left. There's a fight in the coach's room. The offensive uh, lineman fought yeah. the guy. Next year, though, we'll get back. John was sick of that. He said, I ain't doing it anymore. I ain't walking into any of these little private parties and explaining why my particular team stinks worse than every other team. 
I like it. I don't care what the motivation is to get in the game. If owners are getting in the game, I love whenever they do that. Let's go to Tavis in Minnesota. What's going on, Tavis? Yes, sir. How's it going, Pat and the boys? Not too shabby, Tav. How are you? Oh, not too bad at all. It Hope is Tavis. Go on the uh, mm-hmm. spring ba- break wow. vacation. So. Oh, where are you oh. headed to? Down Florida, down Texas, maybe Myrtle Beach? No, Arizona. Ooh, oh, the desert. Okay. okay. Good luck out there. Proud yeah. of you. What do you right. want to talk about? I got a question for Gumpy and Nick. Uh, are you guys going to be talking about uh, Frozen Four at all on uh, that talking talk? Listen, college hockey never making a fucking difference. <laughs> right? Yeah, we won't even talk about it on that talking talk. Whoa. That's a shame. You should, because that is oh, hockey I talk. I love Frozen Four. Frozen Four is intense. It's awesome. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it kills ratings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just talked about baseball. Give, me, give us a break here. You're right. Frozen Four is better than baseball. Is no. It, no. Is it? I don't know. Better than Otani? Yeah. Is Otani on the ice? So hold on. Is it Otani playing all nine positions? <laughs> if it's Otani playing all nine positions, I, I got him over for us. If the guy plays that many positions, he doesn't have a position. Cut him immediately. Yeah, you have two uh, quarterbacks. You have no quarterbacks. This guy. But the Frozen Four is in Pittsburgh. This Ooh. Year. Oh, so it's even definitely better in baseball. Definitely. Okay. If you Pittsburgh Pirates had a great weekend. What? The Pittsburgh Pirates had a great weekend. And where they sold hats, sold season tickets. I think so. I think they won a game this weekend. No one. way. Just I think so. Okay. Yeah, Pittsburgh Pirates. They beat the Cubs opening day. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Cubs yeah. stink. No, and then we put a beating on them the next two games. So. The Cubs stink. I didn't know the Yankees. No, we too. actually set all our players. Uh, opening day. Yeah. <laughs> I respect. Yeah, smart for the Pirates. Yeah. Don't do that. If you're having respect for the Pirates, that means you're honoring stink, which is what you're trying to yeah. outstink a stink. Keep stinking, Pirates. Cubs stink. Cubs stink. No, no. Cubs stink. Yankees stink? Uh, yeah, Yankees they did not look great this week. Red Sox stink? Oh, oh yeah. Man, the Red Sox Very are not good. Oh, no. <laughs> They're not good. Everybody stinks? No, we're yeah. back. The Tigers are 2-1. and one. Let's go! Yeah, all right. Baseball sticks. So. Uh, Tigers are down 6 nothing right now to the Twins. Let's go to Donald in Indianapolis. What's going on, pal? Hey, Pat, what's going on? Great time. Everything's good, Donald. Appreciate you calling in. What do you want to talk about? Hey, I wanted to ask you a, a quick question. Uh, one thing, uh, I wanted to know, I heard you talk about the captain's jerseys and how I'm sorry to vote in. I want to know what the stars mean. Like, I see a lot of captains with one oh, star nice, yeah. and then four. Yeah. Donald, great question. It's the amount of years you've voted captain. So one star, one year, two star, three, and then the four star is just like four or more. You know what I mean? Kind of maxed out. Mm-hmm. Like a general. It, yeah, like a general been around. I got a I got a jersey at home, see one star on it. Ooh. No big deal. Vote it. Is that the one? That is it right there. One star on that thing. Took it home. Let me keep that. There's no way the general manager lets me be captain again. <laughs> <laughs> That was a real life in the moment thought. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm gonna take this home. Why? I don't know if I'll ever get another one. Quit managers are like, probably right, man. Let me, <laughs> Good call, Pat. Let me, uh, let me let's get you some other ones. <laughs> they got me other C's. They got me some uh, some. I got a camo C at the house on Ooh, one of the jerseys. Nice, you know, for the entire thing. Yeah, I was very thankful for that. Let's go to Lee in New York. What's going on, Lee? 
A lot of New York calls, huh? Good, Pat and the mm-hmm. boys. How y'all feeling today, man? Hey, I'm feeling good. A lot of New York calls. You guys are about to get uh, legalized uh, mobile sports gambling, I, I think. smoking at the moment, boy. Oh, he's smoking weed. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also weed. Yeah, also yeah. weed. Yeah. We appreciate you doing that, Lee. But we're also, the sports gambling, I think, is about to get okay in New York, which is gigantic for the sports gambling world. I think the sports gambling thing is going to get into the trillions at some point as these states continue to get moved on. New York is going to be a massive pipeline for numbers that are just going to be huge in the gambling world. Other states are going to see that because whenever it says New Jersey's at however many billion in in Virginia, in Indiana, in Michigan, and uh, Tennessee, and uh, uh, I don't want to miss Illinois, and uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. When you see those numbers, mm-hmm. they're all big. When you see New York and the number it's going to be, it's going to be alarming. I think it's going to hopefully make its way across the country and every legislature just goes like, yeah, we should make this. It's better. Now, granted, people are going to abuse this. And and to the assholes that abuse things, we hate you because you make the rest of our lives much worse because you can't take it easy. This happens in everything. Every single vice has the people, obviously, that take it too far. But overall, sports gambling. Now, listen, there's always going to be bad stories. Sports gambling has has made sports better for me. It's made sports better for my wife. It's made every game more interesting. It's made life a lot more fun. There's a lot of positives to it. And I think with the money side being all that a lot of people really care about that are in decision-making situations, I think once this New York thing launches and that number is, is going to be as big as it is, I think it's only a matter of time. So shout out to New York getting on board. I heard they are going to try to fuck it up and do it through the lottery, mm-hmm. but I do believe that's potentially going to get changed as well. I think it's good news. So shout out to you, Lee. We appreciate you over there. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Uh, question, though. About the Giants, unfortunately. Um, I'm a Danny Dom. I, I'm not a fan of him, really. Oh, and oh. I just think, yeah, oh. I, I just don't like him. He just throws it to the other team, to me. That's <laughs> all I see. Every time I watch the game, he throws interceptions or fumbles. It makes no sense. You're supposed to play for the Giants, not the other team. But can I start the Russell Wilson for Daniel Jones in the first draft pick? in the first round pick tra- train right now. Is that all right? Can we- Go get a darn shafter out there. Get yeah. a cap sheet. Have them do it. I think they're going all in for Danny Dimes. I'm not sure. Like it it yeah. feels like they're trying to help out Danny Dimes. Now, they haven't really made as many changes as you would hope to the offensive line. They brought no, Solder. Uh, Solder. They brought him in. They also paid somebody else. I think they're going to try to keep that. But it feels like, Lee, I hate to break to you, it feels like Danny Dimes are given an opportunity for at least another year or so. And he's... You know, he has a chance, and Kyle Rudolph told us this. he agreed with me when I said, you know, watching him play, the way he talks, the way he acts. He Now, granted, Luck was a once-in-a-generation player, but he seems to have a little luck in him, you know what I mean? And that's that's obviously a lot to live up to, but it feels like Danny could potentially have that. The athleticism, the no plays left behind, yeah. the uh, just the, the ability to read and dissect, but also he will take some shots. So I, I think they're going all in on Danny. I hate to break to you, Lee. He just needs to protect the football, right? Because isn't that his major knock? He, yeah. does, he fumbles, he fumbles oh, yeah. a lot. Uh, all, all I see him doing is give the ball to the other person. So yeah. I mean, You're not playing for that team. We're playing for our team. <laughs> Can you please stop doing it? Let's go to Adam in Vermont. What's going on, Adam? Hey, what's going on, Pat and the fucking boys? How are we feeling? Adam, not too oh, yeah. shabby. Hope Vermont's fantastic. What do you want to talk about? I actually, uh, not too long ago, I was, you know, on some vitamins and whatnot, just late at night, bored. And I saw this thing on YouTube, and it was Brett Favre's last game at Lambeau. Uh-oh. And A.J. Hawk picked off Brett Favre. So I was just kind of wondering, I'm like, is that why he's got those Velociraptor fucking hands catching those balls from Brett Favre and whatnot? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I do believe, I mean, you can't put it past 
blowing out a pinky or two with Brett Favre throwing the oh, ball yeah. around. Oh, yeah. Donald Driver's fingers are all messed up. All messed up. Mm-hmm. A.J. Hawk's fingers are despicable. Claws. Yeah. He's, I think he's back tomorrow, by the way. Really? I cannot wait to chat with him. I did not know he picked off Brett Favre. That's probably a ball I assume he still has somewhere around that mega mansion he lives in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's probably lost it by now or yeah. it's, you know, collecting dust in some box somewhere. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. And who was that? He was with the Vikings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brett Favre was with the Vikings? Mm-hmm. So he went Packers, Jets, Vikings. Yep. Ended at the Vikings. Yes. Took Vikings to playoffs, right? NFC Championship. Yeah, he threw cross that body. ball cross body yeah. to finish the game off. So he went out on his sword. Oh, yeah. This is what Brett Favre does. Chalking the rock. How do we feel today's show went? Pretty good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. Let's do a little recap here, shall we? We mm-hmm. talked about a lot of the quarterbacks. Oh, we yeah. talked about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Sesamoids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked Sesamoids. to Aaron Rodgers. We talked about, oh, yeah, Sesamoids. Come on. A lot of Sesamoids. Yeah. Uh, we did talk baseball. We did. I mean, mm-hmm. that was a good day. Very anything, good baseball. Team. Anything we missed that we, we felt we should have talked about from anybody in the room here? Uh, did we talk about the uh, marshmallow? Oh. You're, you're right. Oh. Did we? J.J. Watt yeah. created through absolute patience and perseverance, adversity, he roasted the perfect marshmallow on uh, yeah. on Twitter yesterday. He That's put right. a picture of it mm-hmm. up. It was the absolute perfect marshmallow. I mean, it was the back room right now is like, oh no, they <laughs> did not have that ready. Uh, they are currently scrambling for it. He posted a tweet with just the emoji of the like perfection almost, mm-hmm. and it was a mallow on a, thr- a prong, you know, a metal prong that you put into the fire, mm-hmm. and it was this golden brown hue around yeah. this marshmallow. And anybody that has made a s'more in their entire life knows that getting to that color cooked marshmallow, the amount of patience you oh, have to man. have. Oh, yeah perseverance, the steadiness of the hand, everything that you possibly have to have to get there is damn near impossible. I'm not sure I've ever made it there and I've tried. I had a s'more thing at my wedding actually the night before. We're s'more fans over here. There is, I put the fucking marshmallow in there. I dump that thing on fire, Mm -hmm. cook it, blow it out. Mm -hmm. Give me that thing. I'm going in. Me too. If you have the patience to do this, he had to turn this, by the way. Oh, exactly. He had to steady turn that. Let's assume his forearms are as strong as they've ever been. He's going to be shedding some blocks. Mm-hmm. You had to hold that. He had to turn that thing. What a perfect marshmallow from the Watt family here. More in particular, JJ, because he said TJ was trying to fuck with the logs Whoa. and yeah. potentially ruin everything he had going Not there. TJ. So congrats to JJ Watt on the perfect mallow, dude. I wonder if, you know, Steelers fans are worried, you know, TJ Watt's forearms aren't to JJ standards. I didn't see one of his marshmallows on the internet either. I, I, I think TJ was trying to affect JJ's. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. more than his own. Focus yeah. On. And I think he potentially, on the other hand, while fucking with the flames for JJ. Still. He had his inner. He just started on fire and said, "I don't. I ain't got time." Okay. TJ's got you know more lights to hop in. Mm-hmm. You know more Ooh. more TV copies of the game to listen to, so he can get the cadence of the quarterback down perfectly right with those sleeping eye things on, so he can just mm-hmm. completely captivate himself with the game. That's what TJ's doing. JJ watching film, obviously, while turning the Molo. Yeah. Two yeah. different ways to do things. Same family. Fascinating results. Have we seen the backside of this uh, Molo? Uh, don't have to. Yeah. If you've seen that side, you've seen the backside. Yeah, you know. I don't sure know if I've ever seen a marshmallow that color. It's no. the perfectly it, cooked it literally, I mean, you have to know what, what part of the flame you're putting it into. Yeah, the blue... 
the orange. Yeah, maybe the yellow up, you know. I Let mean, alone who started the fire. It looks like this one was gas powered and it just kind of a flick on, which helps you out. But if you get somebody that puts in lighter fluid oh. and you start putting your mala over there, all of a sudden you're you're tasting gasoline. You're screwed. That's right. You're dead. You're dead. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. I know there's a lot of options out there. I know there's a lot of things that you could potentially spend your day alongside. The fact that you allow us to do that with you, very, 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 very grateful. Mm -hmm. uh, please be a friend, tell a friend, got a big show tomorrow, uh, and we can't wait to get into it. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Monday National Championship evening. Cheers. Mm -hmm.